Hey guys, Nick Drosos, Dr. Andrew Steinberg, and welcome to another episode of Have the Balls to Talk About It. We got, we got four balls today. <laughs> and I'd like to welcome back our favorite other doctor, Dr. Elroy Sugar. Elroy, thank hey you for coming back on the show. It's welcome been, back. Thanks for having me. I think it's been a year that you were on last time, or two years maybe. Has it been that long? Yes. Yeah, it's been a couple pandemics. Yes. <laughs> So we, we, we keep talking about different subjects related to, to men and health and so on. And uh, there's one topic, which is one of the hugest that we never covered. I mean, one, it's got, I don't know the number, maybe you, you have bigger insight, but diabetes. Yeah. Diabetes is a huge disease. It's, it's rampant. It probably kills more than COVID. Um, and uh, we're speaking to Nick and we say we need to get Elroy back to, to, to enlighten us on what we need to know about diabetes. Yeah, so um, diabetes is, a, is obviously a big, big topic, right? Um, it affects men, women, all ages. You have kids getting diabetes at a very, very young age, and you have uh, you know older people as well that are getting it at a much older age. Diabetes obviously can can be triggered by many different factors, right? So so you have the genetic dis, uh, predisposition to diabetes. Um, you know, if you have parents that have diabetes, you're most likely uh, pro more probable of getting diabetes as well. Um, Yes and no. Diabetes type 1 is definitely more of a genetic predisposition. It's tough to kind of say about diabetes type 2 because then you have also everything that is environmental in the household that can cause you know, a predisposition to diabetes. So is it purely genetic or not? Um, but definitely type 1 diabetes does, uh, does go through generations as well. It doesn't mean that if your parent is type 1 diabetic that you will have diabetes as well, but higher it risk. is a higher risk for so sure. What, um, I always lived with that fear because my dad's diabetic. So what kind of diabetes does he type have? Type 2? So he has type 2. So, so I, f well, you know, yeah, we can talk light, about type 2. Lighten us on the different yeah. types of diabetes. Yeah. So type 2 diabetes is the most common type of diabetes. And a lot of people can have a predisposition to diabetes um, as they're getting older and older. And one of the reasons why they get this type 2 diabetes is because of the insulin resistance of their body. So actually, it's very much related to a higher fat content in your body body so the heavier you are the more likely you are you are to get type 2 diabetes but not only is there this insulin resistance of your body not being able to um, to respond to the normal insulin that your body is giving out but you also have a progressive decrease of the insulin that is being produced by your pancreas so your pancreas is the organ that lies in the middle of your of your abdomen that is actually producing through certain beta cells, the uh, insulin that is required in order to actually absorb and deal with the sugars that not only you're taking by mouth, but that your body produces okay. regularly, whether it be for stress reasons or just because your cells in your body need sugar in order to function. Insulin causes you to store the fat reserve, the sugar reserve. The sugar reserve, exactly. So, so the insulin is going to be able to 
be secreted by your pancreas, the sugar that is in your body is going to get absorbed and dealt with accordingly in order to reduce the sugar levels in your blood that could cause the uh, complications and repercussions of high, having high sugar levels associated with diabetes. So that's type 2 diabetes. So. Uh, you know, type 2 diabetes, and, and we're talking about this a little bit, uh, you know, in one of our earlier segments, uh, is part of the, if you want, trifecta of the metabolic syndrome uh, that is actually rampant in North America with obesity rates going up, right? So the, 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 the tri uh, cardiometabolic syndrome being heart, uh, heart disease affected by hypertension, so high blood pressure, cholesterol, and diabetes and if you have all three or if you're just diabetic it actually increases the risk of having the other issues as well and the complications associated because so you know, I'm super, you know how interested I am in testosterone but testo low testosterone can often lead to the trifecta of, no. um, of obesity cholesterol uh, uh, diabetes so yeah. that's one you know they're all related and, and, and that's why low testosterone is believed to be a risk factor for heart disease, and, and it's been shown in multiple studies that giving testosterone supplementation improves on these mm -hmm. factors, and, and that maybe will improve. We haven't seen the studies yet, but it will improve in heart disease. Well, you're obviously an expert in erectile dysfunction and men's health, and you know as well as anybody else that having certain decreases in male sexual function, erectile dysfunction, etc is actually a red flag or at least a yellow flag to associated diseases like hypertension and of course diabetes. Yes. So a lot of times, you know, you get a patient coming in with erectile dysfunction and a lot of uh, a lot of patients or doctors just feel that, you know, Viagra or Cialis is, you know, just the answer to that, but there could be causes associated with the the the, the reason why you're having these issues and diabetes is a very big one. Yeah. Um, so that's type two diabetes. Type two diabetes is actually not, uh, it, it's a progressive disorder, right? So it's not initially treated with insulin. A lot of patients, you know, you say you're diabetic, oh my God, I'm gonna need to inject myself three, four times a day, and you know, I'm gonna have all the complications of diabetes. But the fact of the matter is that type 2 diabetes is, is very slowly progressive, and most of the time it's quite asymptomatic so there are no symptoms at the beginning and it's it's an incidental finding in blood tests that are done on men and women at certain ages here in Canada we usually and if you don't have any symptoms and you're otherwise healthy we usually start these kinds of blood tests at the age of 40 you know that's when we start doing uh, annual visits or every few years a visit with your physician in order to look at possible uh, issues with what would be uh, the diabetes. symptoms like the, 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 the when somebody feels or sees that they should go and and, 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 and consult yeah so um, the most common symptoms that are associated with more advanced diabetes so now your sugar levels are higher um, and that's usually a bigger case in type 1 diabetes and it kind of brings us into that are increased thirst mm -hmm. um, increased urination and uh, um, nighttime urination as well and definitely weight loss as well. So being a urologist, I, I, I sometimes pick up uh, diabetes because patients come in saying that they pee too much. Yeah. Why is that? Because the, they're not, you know, the, the glucose is getting to high levels and then it, it starts to spill into their kidneys, into the urine. 
and the, and the glucose or the sugar then pulls the water with it. So it's, it's a way, a mechanism of your body to get more water to eliminate the sugar in your urine. And that's why yeah. the name diabetes mellitus comes from, mellitus is honey. So the, it used to be diagnosed, like miel, it used to be diagnosed by no, tasting yeah. sweet yeah. urine. Yeah. yeah, until I think a year ago, that's what we used to do, right? Uh, as physicians? I, still, I still do it. You still I, do. <laughs> I didn't get the memo. <laughs> so, so, so there's a weight loss. Now you get a nurse to do this for you. <laughs> there's a weight loss to it? I, yeah. I thought it was the opposite. I thought you... Good, good call. So, so diabetes type 2 is usually associated with people that have weight gain, right? And then increased fat stores that are not able to respond to the insulin levels that are being decreased by your, by, in your body. But if you have type 1 diabetes, most people actually show up with, you know, it's been three months and, and I'm extremely thirsty. I'm peeing about, you know, three times an hour and I've lost 20, 30 pounds for absolutely no reason. Um, and usually that is, for me, you know, the three most important symptoms in a patient to say, hey, Thirst, let's... weight loss and... And increased urination. Increased urination. Um, and they don't even know why they're thirsty, right? So they think that they're peeing because they're so thirsty, yeah, so but really it's, it's because of what around. Dr. Yeah. Steinberg was wow. saying. Yeah. Um, so, so that's you know something that could be diagnosed with uh, certain blood tests. And these blood tests are could be something very simple. You can go to your pharmacy and say, hey, I need to check my blood sugar. Right. And they'll do it right on the spot and check your blood sugar. And if it's above a certain level, so if you're fasting and it's, and it's above seven, you could be most likely diabetic. So I have a question. Sorry, yeah, that, for that's, sure. uh, that's Canadian units. Yes, American absolutely. Units are different. Uh, yes, absolutely. It's I'm, in the hundreds. At one <laughs> yeah. point, I was worried maybe I was diabetic, yeah. and I, I, you know, because my father's diabetic, so I didn't know how to check it, when to check it, should I be fasting? Like, could, does it matter when somebody checks themselves, or is there a process before they check themselves? So good question. So um, there are different algorithms to diagnose diabetes. Uh, certain ones are like concrete. If you have, you know, a sugar level that is above that certain amount, then you know you're diabetic. You know, it's not like I ate a good piece of cake yeah. two hours ago, and and because we know that your body is not able to actually deal with the sugar that is being ingested in your body, right? Um, so, you know, we the the algorithm goes by seven. Uh, in Canadian units if you're fasting, 11 if you're non-fasting, so if you just had, you know, a lunch and you have a or sugar level. I was looking at it. <laughs> it so We're trying to get the readers to sponsor us. <laughs> Will they? I don't know. Um, so, so if it's above 11, you know, then you're diabetic. But, you know, you're saying, should I fast, should I not fast? At the end of the day, us as physicians, we could ask for a blood test that is being done at the, at the uh, laboratory, and that blood test gives us an average of the last three months of mm -hmm. what your sugar levels are. So mm -hmm. whether you're fasting with, or not with fasting, one blood test? with one blood test. Oh, wow. And if it's above a certain amount, we can know if you're pre-diabetic, if you have diabetes, or if you have some sort of, uh, of uh, insulin uh, disorder that your body is not able to... Uh, it's called hemoglobin A1C. Yeah, or HbA1c, or glycosylated hemoglobin. These are different names so to say the exact same thing. And when we see that, we're able to say, okay, well, this patient has an average sugar level throughout the last three months yeah. of so if a you, certain if amount. If you sugar binge for the last 24 hours, yeah. it's not gonna change. Your, okay, okay. It's really a, an average. Yeah. What about, they used to do, I don't 
diagnose diabetes, really. I send them to Elroy or somebody else. But what um, they used to do these uh, oral glucose tolerance tests. Yeah, so we still do it a lot in pregnant women. I mean, in all pregnant women around 28 weeks of pregnancy because there is an increased risk of diabetes in pregnant women that could affect also the outcome what of do they do for that? the baby. Um, what they do is they take a, a, a juice, right? So, so something that is a specific amount of sugar, either 50 grams or 75 grams of, of like orange crush. That's pretty much what it is. And then they check your sugar level one hour and two hours after that. And, if, and what they're able to check is how your body responds to that sugar overload. And if your body is a little bit above normal in the first couple of hours, but then goes down to normal right after that, mm -hmm. then we know, we know that it's able to deal with it. But for instance, there is sugar intolerance, right? So, so your body kind of like has a spike of sugar that is abnormal and increases your risk of having diabetes later on. And you can now treat uh, preventively in order to make sure that they're not going to But progress. I've asked this before and I've, I've been confused with the answer, but is it, is it sugar that causes diabetes? So, so it's kind of like... Like if I love sweets, I eat a lot of sweets. Would, yeah. Am I more prone to being type 2 diabetic because I do or is it because I exercise and I eat well most of the time, it's not going to happen? Take in factor that my father's diabetic. Right. Okay. So that's that's a that's a big yeah. big you know question because it doesn't mean necessarily that because you're eating a lot of sugar that you will get diabetes. Although eating a lot of sugar does increase the insulin mm. um, uh, extraction in your body, or, or or the body produces a lot more insulin and therefore is more prone with the sugar overloads that you're creating and bring, obviously the more fat stores to okay. bring out the diabetes. But that's important, just, just a side note, it's insulin that causes the increase in fat stores. That's why um, low carb diets work mm -hmm. because it's the carbs that spike your insulin more than the proteins and the fat. More carbs you eat, higher the insulin levels in your body, higher the fat storage. And that's also why uh, I think intermittent fasting works. Yeah, because you're keeping your insulin. I was about to say that because I I'm you keep a your insulin big, levels. Huge fan of that. Yeah. Yeah, so, so carbohydrates are actually breaking down into sugar. So your body, when you're taking carbohydrates, are going to break down into sugar and release the insulin as well. So, you know, we were talking earlier about whether or not you are going well, to need to... Sorry, keto, yeah. ketosis. Yeah. So that's because your body breaks down... Fat in order yeah. to create... Right, and the ketones. ketones is the byproduct. So your yeah. body's breaking down fat instead of using the... I know people who've done on the keto diet, they've lost weight. Yeah, uh, most, I mean, of, most of them were not able to sustain it because it's exactly. on the difficult side. But and that brings us to a good, a good was a, topic was at a, some point, right? There, there, it's a great yeah. topic. There was a survey, uh, not a survey, there was a study in the States looking at the best diets in terms of weight loss and sustainability. Say, yeah. Number one, intermittent fasting, Mediterranean diet. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, and number two was, was keto or low carb or whatever. Yeah, but that same study was, or another one actually, was looking at the different diets and they show that actually the weight loss that you're getting from one versus the other is very, very similar. And there aren't mm -hmm. many diets that are better than one mm -hmm. than the other one. The only question is, are you able to sustain, sustain it long term, right? Yeah. And the other thing also is your metabolism that you have to make sure that you increase in order to accommodate the unsustainability of that diet, right? So you're losing your weight, but if you sustained it for a year and then you're just going back yeah, yeah. to eating what you were eating before, you're just going to yeah. get it all back, right? And that's why training is, is very important. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I don't see anything. Um, so then, you know, we were talking a little bit about about what kind of treatments exists for uh, type one or type two diabetes. Type two diabetes usually you start with certain medications that are oral medications, so pills that you take one or two or, or three times a day in order to reduce the sugar level or increase the sugar extraction in your urine. But if you yeah. if you're type two and I come see you, you tell me I'm going to give you some medication to help mm -hmm. you or lose the 20, 30 pounds exercise, you could reverse it. Yeah, so so depends on the severity of your, of your diabetes, absolutely. Okay. But what I would probably do if you do have diabetes um, and your hemoglobin A1C is above 6.5 or 7 or 8, I would say, well, let's give you the medication. I want you to still lose weight and everything else. And then, and go then off we'll go off of the medication. Okay. But it's possible. It is possible. Okay, good, good, good. But because we now know that it's you, you are predisposed to diabetes, even with the weight loss, at some point it's going to catch up. Oh, okay. And so it's important to, you know, maintain that training, oh. the exercise, the healthy lifestyle, the healthy diet, and probably see a nutritionist in order to reduce the carbs, to reduce the sugars, and you know, ensure that you don't have any of the repercussions of diabetes long term. Insulin, on the other hand, is something that type 2 diabetics need to, um, to be treated with if they have diabetes longer term or if their diabetes is out of control with one, two, three of the oral medications. And insulin is the exact same insulin that we have in our body, but it's injected right before, right after a meal, right? Because when you're taking a carb load, right? So let's say you're eating your breakfast, you need to inject yourself with insulin because your body is not able to do so anymore. Same thing goes for type 1 diabetes. The question is not necessarily the resistance to the insulin, but rather the fact that your pancreas is not able to produce it. So you're saying, hey, I'm not able to produce it. Let me inject myself with insulin. And today we're very lucky because there are many different companies that are doing two types of, of, uh, of devices. One of them is being uh, monitoring of your blood sugar level. It could be you know, a little patch that you put over here, you stick it in, and it checks your blood sugar every five minutes, and it's on your on cell phone. A, I, I used to right? have that. Yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of athletes have that as well. And it, every five minutes, it checks your blood sugar, and it gives you this alert, like you're about to go up, or you're trending down, and you but, have to but check But I have a sugar. question, because I remember someone who had this, and, and they were doing the opposite. At one point, you had to drink this sugar drink, like pure sugar. Yeah. And I was like, isn't, aren't you supposed to go away from sugar? So why would you give them sugar? So. I, I didn't understand it, but I'm... Yeah, so insulin decreases your sugar level, right? And a lot of it is guesswork and knowing your own body. Especially at the beginning of uh, the disease, the, uh, the person, the, the patient, usually doesn't know how he responds to the insulin level. So we're always trying to give a little bit less in order to uh, ensure that your sugar level doesn't spike all the way down, because that could cause a hypoglycemia or a coma that is associated with that as well. And so if it goes down below a certain amount, four, three, two, one, or you know, that's actually quite dangerous, you can pass out. And that's when you actually either give an injection of sugar or take a, a pill of sugar or an orange juice or something in order to bring it back up because the insulin load that you gave yourself was a little bit well, too what's high. What's coming next, eh? You know, Apple, the first thing they did was the cardiac sensor, then they did the oxygen sensor, and, and rumors have it that they're, they're, the next thing they want to launch is a 
is glucose sensors. Well, so you'll be able to measure through your amazing. watch your, yeah. your, uh, your sugar levels. That, the that, diabetes skyrocketing, skyrocketing. I think for it's, sure. Oh, it's, 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 uh, it's, what do you think is the cause? Just all the, all the, the, the food, the fast food, and absolutely, that, that, fast is, that food is affecting help. kids. Absolutely. So fast food is a big problem with uh, diabetes, and that's kind of why um, a lot of schools and uh, hospitals have kind of gone away from. Uh, the unhealthy uh, unhealthy food. A lot of restaurants, especially in the United States, I believe it's actually now uh, law that you have to mention how many calories are in yeah, certain food. It's depressing. Food. <laughs> Every time I go to McDonald's, it's true. Big Mac, you're like, what? 1,200 calories. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the Cheesecake Factory, you can't order anything on the regular menu. You have to go to but the, it's funny, to the thin menu, you. right? Do you, think, do you think because kids were more active back then that we used to eat this stuff? Like I used to eat more, more whole foods, less prepackaged stuff with sugar and and probably we ate it and we were more well, active. We ate Pop-Tarts also. I mean, yeah. But, <laughs> but we played uh, out more. Like I look at my son, he's always on the video games more often. Yeah, than but obesity rates are, you know. And, and with that goes diabetes, cholesterol, heart disease. It's all, yeah. as you said, it's all, it's all connected. Right. Yeah. The other device uh, that is important to talk about is uh, the one that does actually inject insulin without you having to prick yourself every single time. Okay. Um, and what you do is you're able to actually uh, measure a certain amount of insulin that is being given to your body that is called a basal insulin level or, or a baseline insulin level. And that, let's say you're an athlete, so you know that you're always getting a certain amount of insulin while you're training. Wow. And reduced while you're training because actually exercise does reduce your sugar load in your body. So if you were telling me that, hey, you know, instead of taking insulin, I'm going to exercise for a couple of hours, you're probably going to be able to reduce the amount of insulin that you require. Um, and so not only does it give you that baseline insulin level, but you can also go on your cell phone or on a certain type of device and say, hey, I need, I just ate you know, whatever, a steak, I'm going to give myself a certain amount of units now, and you don't even feel it going in, but it's actually, it actually does. You can swim with it, you can do, uh, you can shower with it, it stays there for a few days or a few weeks, and you change it every so often um, in order to accommodate yourself. So definitely there are advances, and these are some stuff that you can talk to your family doctor about. Sometimes uh, they'll refer you to an endocrinologist if you have type 1 diabetes and it's a little bit more complicated, but um, there are ways of now, you know, treating diabetes without actually having the hassle mm. of, uh, of dealing with needles, especially kids, you know, oh. the parents can actually follow yeah. up on them, on their sugar levels from home while they're at school, know if they're about to drop their sugar levels or if they're too high and actually inject them without even being there in, in you know, in person. And, and there's so many side effects. So I just want to put this push out there that men, if you don't care about your heart and kidneys, uh, diabetes affects your eyes and penis, so <laughs> if you want to be blind yeah. and impotent... Uh, All the men now are going to be like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to start eating well. <laughs> yes. I, I guess at, at, the, at the baseline of everything, it's just having a healthy lifestyle. Eat well, exercise, you know, keep a moderate type of life. Like, you know, we and get checked out. We, yeah. said, we said in another uh, talk yeah. before that men are, are less likely to seek medical attention than women. And, yeah. uh, but I'll cross the board, you know, just get 
get baseline checks and prevent it, it goes yeah. a long way. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, you were saying eyes, kidneys, heart, uh, you know, it can cause uh, uh, infections. It's a likely, uh, higher likelihood of causing infections. Um, they could lead to amputation of your Yeah, nose. for sure. Even, you know, any type of, uh, of wounds or cut heals a lot less sure. well. Um, you know, th there's, there's, there's big, you know, complications that are associated with diabetes and, and especially in men that aren't getting checked out regularly, uh, you know, it, it takes one quick blood test and, you know, we're going to be able to... Uh, I think I'm, prevent you. I think yeah. I'm due. Are you? All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Have the Balls to Talk About It. Elroy, thank you for coming on and sharing this amazing information. I think it's... You're having too much fun with so this. Yeah, like... <laughs> So guys, hope you enjoyed the, the, the video. Subscribe, hit the bell. And if you have any comments and questions, leave them in the box and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, so. Al.